0: Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 85th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today we're going to be discussing a hand I recently played in a $500 buy-in World Series of Poker Colossus event last year. The World Series of Poker is coming up shortly. I want to get everyone thinking about the World Series of Poker because it is an intense time for a lot of poker players, and I want to make sure that you guys do not make a lot of the mistakes my opponents made. Uh, Before we get to the hand... I wanted to tell you a little bit about my free webinar series that you can be a part of. Each month I've been doing a free webinar with one of the authors from my best-selling book Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. And so far we have done 3 of them. I did my webinar, also we had a webinar with Ed Miller and the most recent one, recent one was with Jared Tindler where we discussed his proven strategies for beating tilt and It was quite enlightening, quite educational, and I am excited to bring you the next ones. The next webinar is going to be with Chad Holloway, who is a World Series of Poker bracelet winner, and we will be going through a lot of the hands that he played that led to him winning his World Series of Poker bracelet. So be sure to check that out. You can sign up at holdembook.com slash live. So in this hand, the blinds were 150-300 and a 50-year-old player under the gun raised to actually he limps he limps for 300 and then another 50 year old player in third position raised to 1600 and then they fold to me in the hijack seat and i have pocket aces it's pretty much exactly what you want this is a scenario where when you are relatively deep stacked the blinds are 150 300 um the player who raised has only 40 35 or 40 big blinds to start the hand, I have 50, and the initial limper has 50. This is a scenario where I really like calling. I know a lot of people think that you just have to raise and re-raise with your aces every time, but if you think about this, right, we have an initial tight limper, so I'm not necessarily sure he's tight, I just have him listed as 50 years old, but most 50-year-old players, if you had to just make a very generic assumption, tend to play a little bit too loose and a little bit too passive. And these players often make it very clear when they have a hand that they think is very premium after the flop. So this is a spot where I'm happy to call. Also, a lot of these players will fold an incredibly wide range if you apply a lot of aggression. So imagine if I was to make it 3,500 in this spot. Both players are going to fold a huge amount of the time. And even then, maybe the initial raiser would call and then just check fold almost every flop. So that's not really what I want. So how do I get what I want? I want the players to either go all-in preflop. It's going to be kind of tough to make that happen. Or I want to have an incredibly disguised hand and be able to stack my opponents when they have pocket jacks on a you know, 10-7-4 board. So I decide to call on this scenario. There are some pitfalls to calling, and you have to make sure that you do not make the amateur error of calling preflop and then playing poorly after the flop. But if I do call here, and multiple players call, and the flop comes pretty much any flop, and they're a significant action, I'm just going to get out of the way. A lot of people slow play aces and then refuse to fold them after the flop. Um, very frequently you should not be folding them after the flop, but you have to have that play in your arsenal. If you are just blindly stacking off every single time you get an overpair and you slow play all of your overpairs, you're probably going to make a lot of pretty big errors. So anyway, I decided to call the sixteen hundred folds back around to the initial limper who goes all in. (laughs) That's exactly what I want. He went all in for 50 big blinds. So one other thing worth mentioning, if you can look and tell, the initial under-the-gun limper likes his hand. And this is a skill that you can master. We actually have um, Zach Zach Elwood is going to be presenting a um, webinar eventually for Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. And he is a... uh, someone who is very well-studied in tells and has a lot of good things to say about that. I've learned a lot from studying his training material and reading his chapter and excelling at No Limit Hold'em. If you are paying attention to your opponents and you can see that they are excited, you can make plays that allow them to do whatever they want to do. And most likely in this spot, assuming I did not call just because I'm calling here most of the time because I think that you want to always underrepresent your hand— If I was focusing on my opponent and focusing on the game, I could see that the initial limper was excited. And if the initial limper is excited, that means he's very often going to be limp re-raising. One other trait of a lot of just amateur-ish poker players is they limp with a reasonably wide range, but they limp re-raise with their absolute best hands. They realize they're limping with a lot of stuff, so they decide to get tricky and limp with their good hands. So if they're limping... It's not necessarily only with good hands, but they are very prone to limp re-raise with some of those, and that typically leads to great spots for you if you are aware that your opponent is particularly excited about his hand. So anyway, I, of course, call my pocket aces, and the initial player has ace-king, and we win a very nice pot. Also worth mentioning, the guy who folded... The, the player in third position who initially raised had pocket jacks. So that sort of reiterates the fact that if I just re-raised pre-flop, perhaps both of these players would have folded. Maybe not, but as played, we ended up getting it all in for a 50 big blind stack versus ace-king, and he was drawing pretty dead. Um, some players in this spot will just call their ace-king pre-flop, but notice if the flop comes ace-high or king-high, we're going to get that guy's money anyway, and if the flop comes with three low cards, we're gonna we would have gotten the other guy's money who had pocket jacks a lot of the time. So this is a pretty interesting hand. So what did this guy under the gun do wrong, right? You always always want to ask yourself, is there a lesson to be learned here, even though I won the pot? A lot of people just collect the chips and move on. I think the initial player under the gun should have just raised. If he just raises his hand, um, then probably the 50-year-old guy in third position re-raises. If he re-raises, I would probably then re-raise. I'm not a big fan of cold calling a three bet. So the initial raise is a two bet. The next raise is a three bet. So I'm not a big fan of just calling in that spot with pocket aces because that looks incredibly strong. Like anytime you put any money in at this point, you might as well just go ahead and re-raise because everything looks strong. So I would have four-bet. Guy with ace king probably should have folded at that point. Guy with pocket jacks probably would have figured out a way to get away from his hand as well. But instead, this 50-year-old guy decided to get tricky, decided to limp, and then blast his whole 50 big blind stack in, and it did not work out. A lot of people think that oh, I can just get it all in with pocket or get it all in with ace king every time and. You know, that's not so bad, we're flipping. But they fail to account for the fact that people are capable of slow playing, especially if they see that you are visibly excited about getting your stack in. So definitely pay attention to what your opponents are doing and focus on what is happening in the game. Be sure to sign up for the free Excelling at No Limit Hold'em webinars. Again, you can sign up at holdembook.com live. There's also a free 16-page PDF um, from the book if you want to read a, a little bit out of the book before you buy it hope you enjoy i hope you have enjoyed this webinar and i wish you very good luck in your games i want to thank you for being part of this week's episode of weekly poker hand and i'll talk to you next time